It is so well defined what we have to do today. We got to go to work. We got to do. All right, everyone, it's time for another NFL in London podcast. It's the week eight preview with Wade McElwain and Ryan Call. Hello. Halfway. 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 Does it feel halfway already? I don't know. It's just that. Um, yeah. Yeah, Does I it? think so. Because it's been a lot of bad, some weird weeks of bad weeks. And especially, I guess it depends on what side of the uh, win, win-loss ratio. Like Packers fans, it's been a long it, one. It feels like it's, it's like- been an <laughs> AFC South every damn week. It feels like there's always the AFC no, South. No, it's not the AFC South now. It's the NFC South, which is... Well, no, I just mean yeah. like it's always been a Titans, Titans, Texans. It's always been one of these booger games, Colts. You're just like, Jesus, will they stop playing each other? Play someone else. Yeah, uh, well, hopefully. Well, I think that's over. But no one cares about the AFC South. I know, but it's just that dumpster fire that's always in your face. It's like uh, it's like that Speaking link. of that, which is our first game. First uh, game. Of dumpster uh, fire. Well, we talk about, game. let's say, uh, quickly talk about the divorce game. Oh. Um, well, oh, I don't know. Uh, whatever. It's personal news. But Baltimore in this Tampa Bay game. Ta- ugh, man, Tampa Bay, what the hell? Uh, they can't connect they- with anything. They just look old. That's what I mean. Like, you know, you get, in the NFL, you can just become old fast. And they just look like one of those teams where you're just like, oh, wait, wait, we're not good anymore. You know, we're slow. Like, Fournette looks slow. Even, like, Mike Evans, who's had a couple of good big plays, but he doesn't have the explosiveness. Brady's, like, just Brady's still not bad. Off. He's got no and, he's got no line. He's got no running the game. Thing, the thing about Brady that, that everyone always says, it's like, it's like he just has to have everything his way. Like he's got, I need, I need nine weapons on offense. I need the best offensive line in football, and I need the best defense in football. Then I'll get you a Super Bowl. It's like, yeah, I bet you most quarterbacks could win you a Super Bowl if you gave him that. So, and now he's getting divorced. Who knows where he's going? I think if Tua keeps playing bad, you're going to see him on the Dolphins next year. I think he's basically auditioning because he just looks like he just doesn't want to get hit like he's just like all right this year's over i'm gonna i'm gonna play for next year go where i want restart because i think there's no way the way things are going and i just don't see it becoming that much better that he's gonna retire on this with that storyline on him right is this his midlife crisis team it's like you know what i'm halfway through my career what i need to do is is start over and <laughs> go to Miami. you know what he just probably like Knowing like someone like Tom Brady is just like always won and always got his way. He probably just thought like, yeah, she'll take me back. It'll all be fine. Nothing bad's going to happen. I'm Tom Brady. I always win. And uh, I don't and know. I look at their sort of the diets. You look at their lifestyle and their diets. Uh, they're a bit crazy. I don't know. They're, uh, I, so, I, can see, I can see why they got divorced. I can see. But I think Baltimore, you know, they, again, we've got, I think, I think, Lamar looked a lot better. Again, they still second need half, a second they half. Second half, Lamar. a receiver. I think if yeah. you're, if you're a Baltimore fan and you're seeing like Kansas City are just traded for Tony and all these guys getting you pieces and you're just Lamar and you're sitting like, what do I got to do to get me a receiver? It's like they just don't want this guy to succeed sometimes. And and he's even able to like, this is a big win for them because both teams were kind of been struggling lately. And, and luckily, Tom Brady's in the worst division in football, so he could probably yeah. easily win this and get a home playoff game. And who knows what happens. They still have a 53% chance of winning the division. So, I mean... Yeah. Yeah, there's still some time, which is just sad. They've got it. Speaking yeah, of sad, still the favorites, still the favorites. But you know, Carolina. Who knows? Carolina's come alive. They're getting rid of dead weight. Um, dead weight all around. Let's talk about dead weight because someone could be dead weight after this game. 
It's Denver, two and five. Uh, at Jacksonville, three and a half point favorites. Jacksonville also two and five. Started glorious this season. Uh, the glory has, has faded. Uh, the the 39 and a half point over under Las Vegas oh, way of saying under on that. Las <laughs> Vegas is saying, hey, we don't think this is gonna be a big one. Russell Wilson, he powered the plane, apparently. He okay. was able with his <laughs> legs to actually move it in this new flight. Uh, aeronautical engineer. When he said time. that's right, he meant it. Broncos. He meant it. He that's was right. cooking. He was cooking the whole plane with his legs. And I'm sure just everyone went, please get him to shut the fuck up. No, it's worse. Um, he should have got his own plane. Anyway. <laughs> uh, he probably tried to get his own plane, but someone said, dude, this is a bad look. Um, yeah. This one, it's to the battle of maybe two of the most disappointing teams in football. I think the Jags, you know, we had a couple games where we were like, all right, this defense is looking good. And, you know, Trevor Lawrence is looking good. They got a couple of nice pieces. Etienne's have starting now to turn it around, looking like a number one back. But they just can't win. They just mm. turn it over. They get sloppy. And on the other hand, you got literally, again, you got Russ with the one of the worst play callers and one of the worst coaches in football who just uh, looks overwhelmed. And Russ, who a team that just doesn't, having his teams on his back. It just feels like everyone's against him. I think the pylons, there's no way the players don't read all that, right? How everyone's making, even Justin Tucker's making fun of him mm-hmm. in the plane on a video, yeah. right? Like he's a laughing stock of the, of the NFL right now. And I think his teammates see that. So this is like, this is one of the most important games in Russ's like career, I'd say. Because coming back, this is a long flight home. You have that shit game. This is, it's not going to be, you're going to be doing calisthenics. You're going to get in a beat down. In the middle of the aisles, um, yeah. so I am for that reason. I'm going to pick Denver to win. I th- I just can't oh, trust Jacksonville. Wow. Um, I just think Denver's got the better defense. Um, Sertains and Chubb are looking good. Even even if they want to, there's even talk of like Judy being traded mm-hmm. if, if things because they're just like gonna be like, we need to get some picks back if this goes pear shaped. So I'm going to Ravens. Go, I don't know if Russ actually has to have a good game. I think he has one, maybe, maybe his best game of the year. I don't even know if that's saying anything, uh, mm. but I'm still going to say it's under, I'm going to go 2017 for Denver. Uh, yeah, this is going to be a low scoring affair. And I think this, uh, you know, if Denver loses, uh, Kenny Hackett, no, he can't. Kenny Hackett. No, he can't. No, I think he'd he be is. fired. Uh, it's just it's just too much in the in the way it's going. Yeah, the Denver does have a defense; it's good defense, and and it's probably the only defining thing that's going to keep them in this game. Uh, I think now with Jacksonville shedding some of their skin, you know, getting rid of Robinson, sort of giving Etienne now. Okay, now, buddy, you're the lead, and Denver's a bit weak against the run. I think Etienne could you know have a really good game. I think it'd be one of these games where it's like low scoring, but he busts out some nuts. Um. You know, maybe Christian Kirk a little bit spread around, but Trevor Lawrence, they played here before. Uh, they know. Yeah, this. at least they, they do know it. That is true. So I think for them, it's a bit more old hat than anything. And I think it's a bit more, hey, it's London. We, <clears throat> It's more in our favor. So I've got Denver to, or Jacksonville to win this one, 18 to 14, uh, 32 points in total. Um, I, I think the, you know. Uh, yeah, I know. Yeah, it, it, game should not be getting like unders of under 40, like the line. They yeah. should be able to score 20 points, but there's probably a lot of games like that where you just we could Vegas be surprised and it could be a crazy afternoon. It's gonna be great weather, everyone will be in a good mood. We want it to be a good game, but just historically, uh low scoring and someone gets fired. Uh speaking of someone gets fired, Chicago uh is firing all up after their win against the New England Patriots, where they smacked 
smacked the Pats around. Smacked them. They did. The that was the that was the shock shocking. I I was really surprised how bad New England was. Oh. They just yeah, they just got an absolute beatdown. You just just a, have tingles. Embarrassed too, like embarrassed on a, on a on a prime time. So and Belichick does not bode well. That's why I like to pick them this week. But well, the yeah, Bears I are three and four, but they're they're playing a Dallas team ugh, who's actually doing pretty good. Uh, Dallas is five and two. They're nine and a half point favorites. And let's uh, let's be honest. Dallas uh, with the Cooper Rush and everything, they score. Their defense is ferocious. Um, and, and Dak, despite the hand, I mean, look, it was a weak team, but he, he got. He should have been better. The, I didn't think better. he was that good last week. He I wasn't that he good. Better. I thought he didn't he was look okay. that great. He I was okay. Again, but he, uh, you it's, know, Bears have got rid of Robert Quinn. Maybe that fires us up. You know, we've lost a piece of the defense, and yes, there's sadness. But now there's a chance for someone to step up and earn some money. Yeah, I just surprised Dallas. Nine and a half that. point favorites, yeah, Dallas. I, I just, I just don't think they have a good enough offense to win by ten. Like Dallas just yeah. seems to be one of those teams that the defense is really going to hold you to a lot of like to a, to a low amount, and their offense, which really does only has C.D. Lamb, like. Zeke's out this week. Who they haven't really been great. Pollard's good, but they decided to go with no number two. They traded their number two receiver, Amari, or their number one, Amari mm-hmm. Cooper, and thought they'd go with Gallup, who just is not back from his ACL. Like, and even when he was, he wasn't like the dominant number two. He was a solid number two, but the, right now they just don't look like an offense to me that can put up thirty. So I think the Bears, at least with the running game and with Fields being able to at least now just maybe they're just letting them play a little bit of that street yeah. ball. Just yeah. saying, go have some fun out there. Stop trying to be who you're not, and just play, play Josh Allen style. Just go play the caution to the wind. So um, the defense does look good, and they got a good running game. So I think Bears keep this close. I think Cowboys win. Uh, I'm gonna say 24-21, close game. Closer. That's that is closer than I thought. I mean, yeah, I agree with you. I think it real really showed me last week. It's like, all right, nothing to lose, and, and I like this nothing to lose football, and I think. I like the the coaching style and the new influence that we have. It's like, yeah, let's give them a bit of mobility. Yes, losing Quinn is going to hurt the defense and it's going to sort of, you know, propel hopefully everyone. But, you know, it, it's uh, it's one of those things. We still play. We've been playing great defense with and hopefully without him this year. So I don't. Yeah, I think nine and a half for Dallas is a bit too much. I think we can. Keep, I think it'll be a running game. I think Pollard might have a good game and and, and uh, Herbert as well. But I've got it 23-7. 23-16. So I think Dallas will still win. Uh, I mean, I've got maybe a touchdown, but they're not nine and a half. Uh, but I, th- I still think the Bears were still going to be within striking distance. Striking distance. Who needs to strike? Las Vegas, they're two and four. The two and a half or two point favorites at, at home or visiting New Orleans. New Orleans is two and a half point favorites. 49 and a half points is the over under in this one. Hello, Vegas. What are you saying to us about these points? Are these two guys that are just going to sling it out? Las Vegas needs a win. New Orleans, uh, can they get a win? Jameis can eat. It's not going to be Jameis. It's Andy Dalton. Um, yeah, so. it looks like Jameis is done for. Um, yeah, I just don't like this <laughs> New Orleans team. I just, again, man, we got Andy Dalton. You're going to maybe score something. He got absolutely smoked by Arizona last week through two pick sixes. Um, wasn't great. The Raiders, who have Josh Jacobs, who's looking like the best he's ever looked, one of the best running yeah. backs in the league right now. He's just absolutely killing it in his in his contract year, which is boding well for him. So I think at least Carr still to me is just being disappointing every single game. He hasn't had that game where he just looks like, hey, he's a forty million dollar man, like they gave him that contract. 
you know, you got to be able to use someone, you know, they don't use Renfro anymore. He used to be this yeah. great slot guy that moved the chains. And it's just like, they've where's my it. Hunter Renfro? I was saying yeah, that, man. It? Like he was such an explosive, fun element. He just boom, boom, boom. You'd hit him up the middle on slants. And where is that? There's a lot of teams who are probably eyeing him, seeing if yeah. he just doesn't look well, being like, listen, we'll trade you for him. Exactly. I think they need Waller back. Hopefully he can. Imagine be back, him on the Bucks. Yeah, exactly. Right. So, again, I think the Raiders at least have the better players with Adams, with Jacobs, and with the better quarterback with Carr. So, to me, they're going to be able to – I think they can win this. I think New Orleans – they can still move the ball every now and then. But I, to me, at home, I think it's going to be a close game. So, But I'm going to go Raiders uh, 27-24. I'm the same way with you. I'm a three point game for for Vegas in this one. Uh, they just they just got more talent. They got more scoring talent. Yeah. Josh Jacobs and 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 wide receivers and Devontae Adams and and just being able to get that ball down the field to to a lot of different people. Uh, whereas New Orleans, Andy Dalton, who who's he throwing it to? Like who is it? Olev. You know, all of them. They got a lot Yeah, all of them. Yeah, again, Michael yeah. Thomas. But, is just uh, never and then you're Popeyeing it off to, to Kamara. Ah, yeah, I've got it 30 to 27. I think New Orleans defense probably scores part of the points just because they're probably the better factor in it. 30 to 27. Yeah, a lot of points, a lot of points in this one. Man, uh, we go to the uh, NFC South where, hey, it's anyone's game. It's a, it, one of these guys can jump to the maybe to the, the victory lane. Carolina's two and five, and they've been shedding snakeskin. Whereas Atlanta's three and four, and they might have to sh- shed a quarterback because he sucks. Uh, they're six point yeah. favorites, so ridiculously at home uh, over Carolina. Um, you know, you, they've, they've got the running game even sort of going now too. A little, 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 little action in Carolina. The defense is playing well, uh, but Atlanta always keeps this thing. Yeah, yeah, six just seems a lot. To it me, does, right? doesn't it? Yeah, because again, even you had PJ Walker looked better than anyone. He was able to throw it down the field to DJ Moore. He had um, Foreman who looked great. He's going to be starting. This again, this is a team that no one believes in. They get against a team that has a quarterback that right now I think people are starting to lose faith in. Mm-hmm. He just doesn't, Merida just doesn't have the at it factor when you watch him. He can't throw it down the field. You know, he can't, you got to have a guy who can just go back there and sling it. I, I wonder the fact that they're in. The, the division's so bad, I think, is the reason why he's still quarterback. I think if they, if Tampa Bay was like six and one and mm-hmm. they were three and four, I think you'd see them go to their backup because he had a, I think he got, they drafted him, I think, in the second, third round, Ritter. Yeah. Um, but I don't see what Mariota's bringing you that, again, you can't get Kyle Pitts involved. Mm-hmm. And you got Drake London, again, he's having a decent year. But again, when you see guys like Olave, really, there's no reason why Drake London can't. So I'm going to go with Carolina to keep this close. I think Carolina could actually upset it, but I'm going to go with the Falcons to win it just because they're at home. Um, 23-21. Yeah, it's it's that Atlanta offensive line, too. I mean, you know, Marriott sucks. He hasn't been, you know, even his improvisation hasn't worked, and he's been a backup for so long, and you put him in a starter, and after seven games, you're going to see what the result is. You're going to get a three and 14. Uh, You know, it's hard when you've got a bit of talent in Atlanta, but as you say, you can't get them involved. Whereas at Carolina, I think now they got a bit more focus. They they got the coach is gone. You know, the quarterback's gone. The running back's gone. It's like they're stripping it for parts yeah. to make it go fast. We're going to make it mean. Make it go fast. And and that's sort of Carolina NASCAR, I guess. So I got them NASCARing it over Atlanta, even though they're both NASCAR. Yeah. 
I can definitely see this as an upset. 26-24. I don't think it's on the running game. I think Carolina will run over them and use their defense. 26-24 to visit. Battle of Pennsylvania is going to be a big one here, and this is a big spread. Pittsburgh is 2-5. and Oof. What are they? They're 10 points uh, underdogs to Philadelphia who are 6-0. and And Philadelphia is looking like they're 6-0. and Can anyone beat Philadelphia this season? 43.5 points is the over-under in this one. Uh, is there any way that Pittsburgh can beat no, Philadelphia? No. no, no. I think Philly is coming off a bye. You know, extra preparation for a rookie quarterback going into Philly. It's not going to be easy. And again, Pittsburgh, I think it's just inevitable. These are the pains you're going to go through with Pickett. You're going to have to just deal with it. Let him play. And you just take your lumps. You're going to get a great draft pick, improve your team. They'll be fine. But I think you just now... Unfortunately, you're just stuck in that thing where you're just like, all right, we got a rookie. We're probably going to get our ass kicked. And I think that's just going to happen. I think Philly just too good. They've, again, traded for Quinn. They're really just bolstering up this team for a run to build their confidence. Uh, I think they're going to come out and win this pretty handily. Um, I'm going to go 30-17. I just think they have too much firepower. Hurts with that running game. They're going to be unstoppable. Even if they, I think they're even looking to maybe add another running back that could really break it through. Um, they're just a good team. And I think... They're, they're well run, they're well coached, and Phil, Pittsburgh's just in a bad situation. But it's inevitable. You got to go through this. It's, unfortunately, they just haven't gone through it for like 30 years. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, we talk about Carolina stripping it for parts. You talk about Philadelphia having the potential to build a mean machine, you know, with the draft picks and, and the money that they have to spend. Um, Man, it's uh, Pittsburgh. I just can just get eaten up in this one. I, I, I fail to see how they're going to really score points. And I mean, you, you talk about this Pennsylvania battle. The batteries come out. These these two teams do not like each other. And, and Philadelphia now having this upper hand with Pittsburgh having dominated them, obviously, for a while. It's it's nice for Philadelphia to have this. I've got it 30 to 13 again. Uh, maybe the Pittsburgh D is the only thing that scores on them. I, I'm not sure what they're willing to do, but uh, Philadelphia Especially just... Yeah, they're just yeah. not using their play. Again, they're not running it well. They had Najee Harris last year. He was one of their best players. He's completely invisible. They can't run it. And it's, yeah, it's again, a really tough defense. It's going to make it even harder. I do have one prediction. I do have one um, prop fantasy prediction that Robert Quinn will get a sack. Oh, there you go. Uh, and we move on to a team of sad sacks. Although one team uh, could be, you know, making the playoffs the way they're playing Miami Dolphins at four and three. They're three-point favorites as they visit the hard-knock life of Detroit, who <laughs> are one in five. And guess what? Uh, I don't think anyone's going to adopt you kids this season. 50.5 is the over-under in this one. Um, um, Miami is now starting to get some stuff together. Tua is heads in the right place. Uh, but Detroit just can't win, but they get scored on. Um, man, like the well, passed-out girl at the party. Yeah, they're getting... Um... They're getting at least they're getting Swift back, which is going to be good. I'm saying Brown will be back, so the offense should be cooking. Like the Dolphins won last week, but Tua was terrible. He threw like pretty much four interceptions that all got dropped right in the hands of the Steelers, and they just basically squeaked out a win. So they haven't been to other than that one quarter. They haven't been that great of an offense this year. So luckily, they get Detroit, who can't really stop anyone. So I feel like this could be another one of those fun. Detroit shootout games. It's on the turf, which is going to make their speed even more dangerous. So I see a big game from like Mostert. Um, mm-hmm. I think Detroit could easily win this. I think it's going to be really close. I'm going to go. Um, I'm going to go 33-30 Dolphins. 
But I I'm can see the Lions easily. Right I'm with you on this one. I, mean, I think this is going to be. I think this is going to be a very exciting game. And I think because it's now this like Dan Campbell, nothing to lose, man. Like one in five, you're at home. You know, fall is you coming. Your weapons back, and at least when they've been fully healthy, they've been a better team. Yeah, and I mean, if, if you get swift, you know, you, you've got some guys coming back now. Um, as you say, Monster, I think could have a good game for Miami. It could be a running thing that could give Detroit problems, but it's going to be a real back and forth. And I agree with you that Tua, they can score, but then also suddenly they go through these gaps where they just allow you to score on them. So that's where I, I see sort of a, one of these sort of, you know, inner city street fight kind of games. I'm with you, but I've got Detroit winning this one, actually. Ah, I've got Detroit okay. winning at 26-24. I think it's going to be close. Uh, and I've got it around 50 points. It's going to be close to it. Um, this game is going to be also interesting game. It's an NFC matchup that everyone sort of wants to see Arizona. They're three and four and they're visiting a Minnesota team who is only one loss so far. They're five and one Minnesota's at home and they're three and a half point favorites in a 49 point affair. Kirk cousins, Kirk cousins, Kirk cousins. Could he win a Super Bowl this year? No, no, I don't think so. Again, I think they've been good, but I don't. They don't seem like a scary five and one. I think mm-hmm. to me, I was more. I'd be more worried if I were them about Arizona now with Hopkins back because they did look better. They put up almost. I think they put up forty yeah. last game again with two pick sixes, which helped. But I think Murray's just a better quarterback with that extra deep threat weapon. He it makes him maybe able to run better. It opens up the whole offense. So I actually see Arizona uh, winning this game. I think it's going to be one of those nice little uh, kind of upsets. I think Vikings don't have a great secondary. And I think Arizona can take advantage of that. Again, and even like with Minnesota, like Dalvin Cook just hasn't looked the same. He just doesn't. He's definitely, there's something not right with him or the way they're running the offense. And Jefferson has his hit and miss games. I think he's going to have a big game this week. But I think this one's going to be another one of those shootouts. Really fun game. I'm going to go Cardinals uh, 30-28. Ooh, doggy. You're so close. I've got a 30-26 to 26 Arizona as well. Now, I agree with you. This is a one for, for Arizona. And I think you're you're right. This 5-1 team, they don't feel like a 5-1 team. You're like, like yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, okay, but you're going to get – you could get beat by someone, and this team could probably beat you. I think Benjamin could run up them as well. I mean, the, adding him, it's been nice – not having James Conner could actually be a benefit for them because he's actually he's actually quite fast and, and peppy when he gets going. So, you know, keep using this kid. Uh, and you're right, Hopkins, man, DraftKings, put this kid in because, you know, those two, as you're right, they just connect. They've got that deep threat. It's when you talk about, you know, when when the Devontae Adams, that having a guy like that, that just, you know, a, a Tyreek, someone you can just bang. It's like, boom, long shot. So I could see a few of those. I got 30 to 26, Arizona. The final game of the six o'clock spread is New England smarting, smarting from the slapping that the Bears came <laughs> last weekend. Nick three and four, but now they're facing a team, the New York Jets, who they've beaten like 17 times in a row. The Jets are That's five and two, though. 15, I think, is the last yeah. time they beat them. It's, yeah, it's just like your older brother that holds you down continually farts in your face until you're 35. And even your children look and go, come on, Uncle yeah. Steve. <laughs> but the Jets are five and two now. Um, is there a potential in this 41 and a half or 41 and a half point over under game uh, for Jets to, to, to get this curse? Because, you know, they are they're underdogs in this. The, the, well, I think, again, I think the Jets um, lost a lot of people. They lose Brees Hall. Brees Hall was massive. He's been their best player all year. And it's basically been 
the reason people are complaining about uh, Zach Wilson as much is because of how well Brees Hall is playing. Mm -hmm. Now you take that out, you lose Tucker again, a huge um, guard for them. Offensive line's already lost a uh, Becton early in the season. You lose Corey Davis, and then you had Bill Belichick, who was embarrassed on TV, coming in against the team guys that fired him years ago. So like, it's all just written for a Belichick. Uh, comeback beat down. I think he's going to get them ready. I think that was a bad loss, and I think they have to recorrect that. And especially, they got to get Mac Jones's confidence back if they're going to stick with him. Uh, so I actually like. I think New England. I like this game for a bet because I think the Jets are just have a lot of injuries, even though they're five and two. This one, I think, is just going to be a bit too tough for them with the injuries that they have. Especially James Robinson will be there, but it's been a bit late in the week. So uh, I think Patriots win twenty four twenty. Uh, yeah, I'm with you on this one. It's too many injuries and in in an angry Bill Belichick because, you know, after the Bears thoroughly embarrassed him, you know, after after what we did, I, I would be embarrassed too. And so I could imagine him being really angry. And again, this team that he continues to beat up on, it's a divisional rival. You've you got to win this. You know, you want to get want to win this game and and it'd be nice to win this one. And as you said, they're all beat up, uh, but they still have a lot of talent. It's just trying to reshift it. And Zach, I mean, Jesus. For all he just, what is he doing? He's not. Yeah, even yeah, is he does great, he anything? So, he's I just don't... a he's a limp disket. He doesn't do anything. He just sort of. I don't even know what the hell is going on with him. He's there's a lot of potential for a quarterback to step up, you know. Um, and maybe it's a robot. I don't know. Maybe we Tom need Brady next year. Tom Brady, a Tom Brady clone. We move on to the late games and the late games. Don't forget, folks. It's a uh, it's a clock change on Sundays. Two a.m. The clocks change so. Um, the the that football one starts sweet, at yeah, I love one thirty p.m. is is the time for the the uh, Jacksonville Denver game. Five o'clock for the early games, and that means eight o'clock for the late games. It means midnight for our final game. Ooh, who's going to stay up for the witching hour? You could um, We'll start. Sure. We'll start with the uh, the AFC trash battle. Um, well, the Walmart Olympics as <laughs> Tennessee at four and two. Uh, comes into Houston, who is one four and one. Uh, it, yeah, it sounds like a uh, anyway. It's forty one points is the over under in this one, but Tennessee is is one and a half point favorites in this one. Um, man, these guys have just been. I just I told you at the start of this, like it just seems that the AFC South is always it's always like it's just like a you know a bad relations you know the family dinner who always is fighting. <laughs> Worst yeah, it's such a, I think the, this. Yeah, again, I think if you're Tennessee, you see what Josh Jacobs did to them, did to Houston last week, and you just say, "All right, we're just going to run Henry yeah. all day." I think this is a big Henry day. Um, he's got basically he's, he's had his way with Houston over the last couple of years. I think again with all the injuries they have as well with Tennessee, they have no choice but just to kind of rely on him. And Houston just. Again, Davis Mill just hasn't looked. I think people were expecting a little bit of a jump, but there's been barely any jump. You know, Brandon Cooks is not having his usual consistent year. And the only really person they have is Damian Pierce. And I think Titans can just contain him and say, all right, you beat us, Mills. And I just don't think that – I think it's going to be a really low-scoring, ball-control, boring game that you know, red zone watches like 10 – like comes in about three times. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's going to be – I'm going to go with like 20 to 10. For Tennessee to win this, I just think this could be an ugly, bad football game. Yeah, no, I agree. At least if you have Henry in fantasy, you'll be paying attention because he's going to go off. No, it's just, I think Henry, again, you're right, he's going to have a good game. But but again, I agree with you. It's just going to be an ugly, what? 
I'm, I just don't want to see another AFC South divisional battle for a while. I, I think there's only one more left. I think we've gotten, I think David, like yeah. it's the one division. They've maybe they did the it all. just on purpose. They're like, it's it's the one division. Away. I believe that all of the divisional ones have gotten through and there's only one more. I think week 18 is the next one we have, but we've had one every week and it's just like, I've had enough. I've had enough of them, like seven weeks of them. So it'll be good, but I've got, uh, because it's trashy Houston and it's crazy weather and it's all crazy there. Houston, I got Houston winning at 21, 20. I just think it's going to be, I think it's just going to be one of those crappy games, but Houston uh, wins at home. Game, yeah. No, I wouldn't bet it. I think Pierce is also going to run, but they got some wide receivers at least, uh, to throw to and cooks and, and open it up a bit. So, uh, uh ugly, ugly, ugly. The Giants are ugly, but they're six and one, which is gorgeous. Trading away some pieces, but they're visiting the Seattle team. This is the winningest game, of course, which everyone has talked about all week. The Seattle Seahawks were four and three and three point favorites at home. 45 and a half is the over under New York Giants. Six and one. Yeah. Who'd have thought this would be game of the week material coming into this season? You thought you'd be looking at two one and Geno Smith versus Daniel Jones being a marquee matchup in week eight. You would have gone shut the front turkey. Yeah, well, this is great because you got two of the best. Looking at you know, you got uh, Walker who looks absolutely incredible last week, and then going against Barkley, he looks completely rejuvenated. So it's actually really a fun game. I think this could actually be a really interesting game. Because Giants just seem to make every game interesting. It's what they do. They stick around. They're going against the Seattle defense that's getting better, but still can give up a lot of points. So I could see this one being a little like some big play runs from both teams. I don't think either team has an excellent defense. And it's just a matter of who can make a few more plays. Is it Gino or Daniel Jones? And the fact that they're at home, um, I'm going to take Seattle. Just the fact that at home, I'm going to go 21-17. I think... They're just the home field advantage is going to be a lot. I think they're going to be able to make Daniel Jones make a few mistakes and capitalize on them and use Walker and just kind of just be this rejuvenated team. They're a fun team to watch and they're the story of the year. Yeah, I agree with you. It's it's not beautiful football. It's like gritty, awkward first date football, but it's yeah. fun. It's fun, you know. Like, like you watch these teams, you're like, oh my god, what are you doing? What are you doing? But they still. They're still winning, you know. Well, They're both finding ways to win. They're just a fun team because you expect them to be shit. And yeah, they play and, hard every week. And, and if they like go to that. seven and one, you're like, oh my god, they keep winning. Um, and you just—it's one of those you just don't know. But both the teams and, and the way yeah. Gino is playing with with heart and who's say like again these teams stripping themselves down as opposed to the other ones who've laden themselves like the Rams who will get into it, just keep adding layers to just slow them down. Uh, I've got Seattle to win this one, 28-26. I think it's going to be exciting. I think it's going to be a good football game. I think the running game is going to dominate, though, between both of them. A lot of mistakes, probably, because that's uh, that's gritty, awkward football. Uh, Gritty and awkward. Let's let's talk gritty and awkward as we talk two teams, uh, Washington and Indianapolis. Washington is three and four. Indianapolis is three, three and one. They're three-point favorites. Uh, with a 40-point over-under. Now, after the last week, uh, you know, the Frank Wright's like, hey, we're going to work on it. We'll find out ways to deal with Matt Ryan. Uh, and then Jim say, nada, he's gone. Get him off. Get him off my team. Uh, so <laughs> he's benched. Well, I think they've realized that what they've been trying to do the last few years hasn't worked. And now I think it's like a contract thing where they're just like, we're not paying this guy. Just get rid of him. They got to draft one. They got to stop doing this. They're wasting 
any of their good defensive players are wasting like Shaq Leonard because mm-hmm. they're going to be too old by the time they're good. It's it almost feels like it's full rebuild mode now because I you know this is a sign that you're just ready to stop with this nonsense. You know Matt Ryan has been good, but he's been turning it over like an insane amount. He has like eleven fumbles already, and has like almost like twenty turnovers already on the season, which is just over three a game almost. So you, it's just not sustainable. So. And then you got the other side. You got Washington, just kind of a, a with Heineke, they're at least a little bit more interesting. Made Terry McLaurin an actual player, which is something Wentz can do. So um, I, I'm just gonna go with Washington. I think that, that front four can put a lot of a lot of pressure on a weak offensive line in Indy, who's basically gonna have a, a, a running or quarterback who's gonna be overwhelmed with pressure. I think they're gonna come at him all day. He's gonna make mistakes. And Washington with Brian Robinson can at least move the ball. So um, I think. They're going to win it, and I think it's just going to be a long year for the Colts. Uh, I'm going to go 24 to 17. Oh, 20, that's seven points. Huh? Seven points. On this. Seven points, Washington. Yeah, I mean, look, <laughs> Matt Ryan. I mean, the amount, of, the amount of turnovers this guy's had this year, he should travel around with like a satchel of powdered sugar just on his waist, just to all the sprinkle and all the turnovers that he makes <laughs> for, for everyone. Yeah, um, it's pretty bad. It's um, but we talk about the marquee matchup, which was was this Heineke versus Erlinger, which sounds like a brewery battle. But um, uh, you got to give to me, I got to give the props to to Heineke here. He's got more experience. Erlinger, what has he played? You know, like he he, he lit up one like a preseason yeah, game. Yeah, you can't but feel like this is a, you, a you play. you're you're stepping into an NFL game, and and you know with an offensive line that's not the same offensive line you had last year, the. Jonathan Taylor, I think, is going to have a feast, a <laughs> fantasy. And Washington's going to struggle with this run. And I think Taylor, they're just going to feed, 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 you know, throw it off to him as well. It's going to be Jonathan Taylor show. That's what they thrived on the past few years. Let's get back to what we did. Let's get back to what almost got us into the playoffs. But uh, Washington, I just think, is too much. As you say, uh, Robinson's going to shoot out uh, into, the, into the holes and, uh, and win. I think Washington wins 21-18. It's the battle of the West Coast. Is it really, though? San Francisco. They got McCaffrey. We got McCaffrey, everyone. We got McCaffrey. They're three and four, though. And uh, one and a half point favorites going to the Rams, defending Super Bowl champions. Three and three. Um, 43 and a half points, and they can't score, really. Their their defense is struggling. Um, and San Francisco has kind of had the number of the Rams in previous yeah. contests. Well, last year, say the Rams did win him in the playoffs, but it was close. Yes. Again, McCaffrey looked really good in the limited mm-hmm. t- touches he had last week. I think they're gonna. I think he's in for a big day because I think Debo's out, so that's gonna yes. hurt. And uh, the fact that finally George Kittle, they're utilizing him. He had his best game of the year. He looked like the old Kittle, and that's what they need to do. Like right? they use basically McCaffrey and Kittle. They can do that and play good defense, which they did not do last week against um Kansas City Chiefs really exposed them. They were the number one defense coming in and got absolutely torched. Um at least the Rams I think are coming off a I think they're coming off a bye. So I'm actually gonna take the Rams to win this. The fact that they're at home, I think coming off a bye, McVeigh's really good, gonna get them ready to go. I think no Debo's gonna hurt San Francisco. And I think I'm just gonna go with the better quarterback, even though he hasn't looked as good. Cooper Cup can make some plays. And I think the Rams just, they are defending champs and they need to kind of step it up. So I'm going to go 27 to 23 for the Rams. Ooh. Uh, to me, I mean, the main, the main battle here is the two things. It's, it's the San Francisco 
defense front line versus the LA Rams offensive line, the pretty, pretty much the best versus the worst, you know, and, and that's where you're going to see, I just see Matt Stafford just getting crushed. Uh, I just like San Francisco to me, is just, they've got more of the tools. As I said, they've got the running game. I think Brandon Ayuk is going to also have a great game because, you know, with Debo out, you, you look at, you know, you sort of, you find new limbs and uh, I think they'll use them in a lot of slot, a lot of fun options. Uh, I just, you know, I think San Francisco's got their number again. I've got them winning 24 to 18. LA cannot score. And, and, and with that offensive line, they're going to struggle to, and, and with Stafford's limp arm, um, you know, it's, and even the defense, it's all sort of, it's all just sort of a sad thing. And you can't just keep buying pieces uh, to something that's a turd. Speaking of something, that's not a turd, the Buffalo bills. They're not a turd, <laughs> Ryan, although they did lose a game, but they're five and one. And they're, visit, uh, they're being visited by a team that's uh, dominated a lot of people in the past. The Green Bay Packers. The Iowa Packers. Packers. <laughs> they're three and three. Um, the Buffalo Bills are 11. Three and four. Three okay. and four, sorry. Three and four. That's right. I forgot. Oh, are they three? I don't three and three. know. What they no, they're yeah, three, three and three. How okay. oh, are they? Okay. Yeah. Uh, that's what I have them at. Three and three, I thought. Anyway, they're not doing well. Is they're not doing well. Say. They're probably three and four. Yeah, they are. Uh, I'll, uh, yeah, they are three and four. Sorry. Because yeah. um, uh, they're tied with the Chicago Bears. That's right. <laughs> um, Buffalo Bills are five and one, though. Sorry. And uh, Buffalo is 11 point favorites in this one. 47 and a half points is the over under in this one. Um, yeah. Buffalo Oof. 11 at home. That's a lot I of points. Think, I know it is. But if you think about it, like, look at the way Green Bay is playing. Like, this is a team that also now lost Lazard, who doesn't have Cobb. Who's he throwing to? Tunyon's their leading receiver with like Romeo. 200 yards. Oh, they Romeo. refuse to use Aaron Jones. They only give him like 12 handoffs a game. He should be getting like 20 to 30 because of the way this team is. They don't have the weapons. I think the fact that Rodgers is not the guy to kind of put his arm around the team and like the days of relax, like he could relax because he had Devontae Adams and he had weapons. He doesn't have any weapons this year. Dubs is a disaster right now. He can't be dropping everything. And Rodgers just has no confidence in anyone. The fact that if he's on all his press conferences, he's just kind of throwing people under the bus. It just doesn't look good. And it looks just like a dysfunctional team right now. Um I don't see it getting better. I think Buffalo's got to I think been off. They had a bye week. They've had all this time to prepare. They're they're feeling themselves. They got to have the Bills Mafia behind them for the first time on like Sunday night in like twenty years. Um, I just don't see how Green Bay can keep up. I think I know it's like insulting to Rogers because ten and a half is the biggest spread. But where are you getting the points that are going to keep up with Buffalo? And Green Bay's defense has not looked the same. They have not been as dominant as we thought they'd be. So I think the Bills just kind of win this thirty to twenty, down thirty to seventeen. I think it's just going to be. They can. I just don't see Green Bay being able to keep up with 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 these weapons. Are you going to stay up for this game no. at midnight? I'm going to. No. No. I'm going to go. Oh, I'll watch it in the morning. I'll watch uh, it. In the okay. I will text you. Uh, no. I will turn off. My phone. <laughs> uh, look. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, like, what, I I think the problem with Green Bay is if where do they spend all that money? If they would spent that money on one person, and they could have maybe shared that money. Maybe they'd have or, more toys. Well, they could have drafted them something. This is a failure of like Green Bay's management to not well, give, you give, Rogers, a, give a lot to of not dogs. even trying to like they should be trading first round picks for guys like even guys yeah. like Tony looking for guys. They just refuse. Jerry Judy. Like, you I know, don't know if this is just Brandon this, Cooks. Anyway, 
but you trying know. to smoke him out. Like, let's just get him out of here. Because the thing is, if if this season continues to go the way it's going, and you could probably trade Rodgers to some team who's going to be like, I think he's got one more year left. You might be able to get a first for him or a second. So I could see that at the end of the year. He either retires or or he gets traded and gets him, he gets one last shot. And the Colts, here <laughs> he goes yeah, to the glue factory the where all the quarterbacks yeah, get right? churned, churned into glue in Indianapolis Colt glue factory. Um, yeah, man. I mean, phew. he's got no one to throw to. And, and again, all the money, they spent it on themselves. Um, you know, it's sort of, it's also, you talk about, you know, throwing people onto the bus. I think he's run out of buses. You know, yeah. it's like, <laughs> can we get a few more buses around here? I got, I got some people that that need a bus. Um, uh, I just I, Buffalo is just too much. And as you say, coming off that buy, feeling the vigor and at home, yeah. that that Buffalo fan base at home, so knowing that they are going to bitch slap Aaron Rodgers, will just be frenetic, and it's going to give tingles around the world. It's like yeah. the anticipation of Santa Claus. When Buffalo gets its Buffalo wings. Um, I got them 35-18. Uh, again, I, I think it's going to be a, a beat down in this one. It's finally uh, our, our Monday nighter. And what could be more Monday nighter than visiting Ohio? It's the battle of the Ohio as Cincinnati, who's now finally Stella got her groove back, it seems, or Joe Burrow finally got her groove back. Shotgun formation. Turns out it, it works. Uh, they're visiting Cleveland. Uh, Cleveland's two and five. Cincinnati's four and three. They're feeling it. They're three and a half point favorites in this one. Yeah, but um, they did lose. They Chase. do lose Jamar Chase. Um, you know, which is it's rough. They do have some other options. Obviously, uh, he's going to be out, which could be a long time. They're saying now. Yeah, I, I think this is going to be a kind of a close game. I think that Chase injury hurts a lot. You can't lose a guy like that and say it's not going to hurt you. It doesn't I hurt me. Higgins, I don't have him in fantasy. Higgins, uh, <laughs> I do. I do, unfortunately. Uh, but I think Cleveland's just got – they got Chevin Hunt. They can just run this ball. They're going to be able to do it against Cincinnati. They're at home. Um, I think this is going to be a really close game. I think um, I think Cleveland could win it. I'm going to go with Cleveland a little upset here. I'm going to mm-hmm. pick a – because they're on a bad losing streak. They need to pull off a win. I think with Chase out – in Cleveland, even though Burrow is playing his best football, I think this could be a kind of a fun little game. So I'm going to go with the Browns because, again, who's stopping Chubb right now? I don't think Cincinnati is going to be able to. They can control it. So I'm going to go. Um, I'm going to go 26 to 23 for the for the Cleveland. Well, it, I mean that's the thing. It's hard to contain a Chubb, and you have to wrap the Chubb. <laughs> you have to you have to wrap and protect the Chubb. Before make it sure goes on the hunt. Before it explodes all over your backfield, you know. Uh, and then you got to worry about the hunt. Uh, you know, Chubb and the hunt. The hunt's going to clean up after the Chubb. But <laughs> there is the potential that the, the hunt might be lost because a lot of people are looking for the hunt. They are hunting the hunt. Uh, yeah, the there's potential him. that they're looking at. And uh, I'd be on the hunt for the hunt because the hunt is well hunted. Uh, I'd want to hunt the hunt <laughs> because you'd put them on any team, wouldn't you? Like, I... Yeah, any team would want him, and there are a lot of teams that could use a good running back as a as a push. It would be ridiculous for a team like LA. I mean, if someone like LA, I refuse a trade. Like, well, they have no draft picks to even trade. Nothing. They get nothing. But their teams are like so desperate that they're willing to throw uh, Kardashian. We'll give you a Kardashian. Just sign. Come to LA. (laughs) I I think Cincinnati is is finally got their groove. I think they're really starting it. And even which you know, I know Jamar Chase, the LSU boys. The connection is is gone there. Um, but you still got Higgins and Boyd, and, and you still got a, you you still got Joe Mixon, who's also been mixing it up. 
they're starting to protect them more and they switched now to a full pretty much they're doing shotgun they're giving them enough time with a shotgun they're they're running a lot of it and you and it's a lot of it's it's pretty telegraphed but they're working and, and he's connecting i think he's finding his groove so i like this ohio battle i've got cincinnati to win this one 31 to 23 uh joe burrow continues to to stomp on that's it for our picks this week everyone uh why don't you use them uh you can also play along with us in DraftKings, nfl in london uh, you can find us as well and make sure you check out our website and play along with us on social media. Folks, if you're coming to the game, we do have an article up about things to do before and after the game. So make sure you check that out on our website, www.nflinlondon.com. Do you even need the www? Does that tell you how old I am? Folks, <laughs> thanks for listening. <laughs> it really is. It's like, yeah, Dad, you're is. too old. What do you need? What does even www mean? Folks, thanks for listening. <laughs>